And welcome to the RAW podcast at Manchester Metropolitan University and to our sixth episode in our new mini-series. In this episode, I will be speaking to Emma Liggins about her research in Victorian representations of contagion with a focus on the ghost story. We will cover health and sanitation knowledge of the time as well as social inequalities, how disease was represented as a malignant or haunting force in the house, and how religious practices offered some consolation for the Victorians. So let's get into it. Okay, so I'm here today with Emma Liggins, and we're talking about contagion in Victorian times. So welcome, Emma, to the podcast. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, hi, everyone. Um, So I'm Emma Liggins, and I'm a a senior lecturer in in English literature in um, the department here, and I'm a member of the the Manchester Centre for Gothic Studies. Um, And some of my work is on um, Victorian and and modernist women's writing and and the Gothic. And so for the Victorians, many of them kind of lost their lives to disease. Um, So what was the medical knowledge like at the time? Well, there was a huge amount of um, infectious disease in the in the 19th century, um, which impacted hugely on, on families at this time. Um, medical knowledge was definitely developing throughout the, the century. And we see in the, the mid-19th century the, the development of, of germ theory, the thinking about disease as being caused through contact and germs, bacteria. Um, so I think you do see through the, the century, you know, massive improvements in cleanliness in, in hospitals and, um, and kind of greater medical knowledge about sterilisation and disinfectants this kind of improved hygiene that you get in, in hospitals. And that all impacts on the ways in which um, infectious diseases were treated and approached. And we can kind of see the social, economic and class divisions in the literature of the time too, can't we? Um, I'm thinking of kind of Charles Dickens, the Brontes. Um, so how did some of those kind of play out in Victorian society? Um, so lots of these Victorian writers were responding to the, the social inequalities that they could see around them. Um, So when Charles Dickens is writing a novel like Bleak House um, in the 1850s, he's giving a kind of cross-section of society and looking at the divisions between rich and poor um, in the same way that Elizabeth Gaskell's novel Mary Barton from 1848, which is set in industrial Manchester. And Mary Barton is, is one of these novels that is sort of like directly addressing these sort of shortcomings in public health at the time, which directly affected the lower classes, especially. And this is something that both, you know, Dickens and Gaskell sort of protest against in their work. So they're sort of hoping for greater social reform and calling attention to um, these sort of public health issues, I think, that had increased the spread of disease. And disease and infection kind of affected the lives of some of those writers themselves as well, didn't it? Definitely. Elizabeth Gaskell had 
lost children. So her son, Willie, died um, of scarlet fever in, in 1845. And another writer that I look at called Margaret Oliphant, who wrote a lot of ghost stories in the, the 1880s. She had lost a, a number of her children as babies. So I think they you know women writers particularly maybe were writing from this position of having nursed infected children so I think they were often writing about that in sort of particularly gothic ways you know sort of writing from that those terrible anxieties of having to to nurse the sick um, or their homes being disrupted by illness and, and mourning so you mentioned ghost stories there, and I know you focus your research a lot on ghost stories. Um, so how did kind of disease play out in the ghost story? Was it kind of a malignant force in the house or was it that the kind of, you know, the deceased of these diseases did come back to kind of haunt people? How did that play out? Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. And that idea about disease as a malignant force, you know, that, that's a really, a really good one because disease in itself becomes like a haunting presence, I think, in the in the 19th century. Victorians often talked about um, their homes after death as being a house of mourning, dressed in black for often a year or a number of years. Um, mourners became kind of ghostly figures. Um, and sometimes there are ghostly children who have died of disease who return in these ghost stories, sort of registering their suffering. Or sometimes ghosts appear in, in the sick room, which is sort of an important space within the, the Victorian home. You know, often they were dealing with um, diseases um, which necessitated almost like isolating a family member within the home. So that room would have been referred to as a, a sick room and sort of monitored who could go in there. And sometimes ghostly presences seem to appear in, in that space. Um, but, you know, one, one of the points that, that Gaskell makes in her writing is that those sort of difficulties of, of isolation, really, within smaller Victorian homes that they didn't always have space for these sick rooms. So sort of sense that domestic space in these times of infection becomes sort of strange itself, uncanny. Um, and it's not always necessarily the kind of appearance of a like a traditional ghost um, in a kind of a white sheet or, or rattling chains. It's this sort of disturbing presence within the house, maybe an unseen presence and maybe that idea of kind of illness as something that's haunting presence in the house is, is something that quite a lot of these ghost stories, I think, seem to register. And did that kind of extend to the mourners? I know you said that the mourners became a bit of a ghostly presence out in kind of wider society. I guess then it was almost as if people knew that they'd been visited by this by this disease or by this kind of almost malignant force. And so did they become kind of objects of fear in the same kind of way? Yeah, I think so. Because I think there is something quite strange about the figure of the, the mourner something, and because they were marked out in Victorian society by dressing differently um, and lots of descriptions often of the, the women in, in mourning dress kind of paint them almost as if they are sort of ghostly figures. Lots of the 
novels as well sort of linger on, you know, the, the funerals that would then have, have followed on. They were very much invested in, you know, the funeral as being a very important kind of ritual for the loss of, of, of family members, but that also, you know, funerals being related to, to class and money and how much you could invest in, in that as a practice these sort of descriptions of funerals sometimes that you get in the Victorian novels or, or in the ghost stories that they again sort of make that churchyard space quite a, a haunting one. On the gravestones you wouldn't have had necessarily the causes of death recorded, sometimes you do, but it's more usual to have a kind of form of you know, religious consolation or quotation from the Bible, that kind of thing. So sort of the ways in which the, the Victorians consoled themselves after the um, loss of, of family members is quite interesting to, to look back to as well, because quite a lot of these um, texts which are offering these sort of gothic or horrific renditions of deaths in the family also then sort of think about ideas of consolation and and memory and commemoration which sort of balance that a little bit you brought up there that it was maybe a more religious time than today was disease considered within a kind of religious lens that it was maybe a moral punishment or sent by god or anything like that yeah, that, that's another good question. I think particularly towards the beginning of the, the 19th century, there was more of a, a sense that disease was a punishment and it could be linked to morality. That was perhaps one of the hindrances to, to medical progress, that idea that you shouldn't necessarily interfere with the spread of disease because you had to accept it was your time and, and so on. But, you know, as the 19th century developed and people's religious beliefs were changing and it's a period where some people are seeking less kind of consolation from religious thinking, you know, that that seemed to sort of contribute to this improvement in ways of treating diseases as well. So I think you sort of see these ambiguities in some of the, the Victorian texts about, you know, how to, to deal with, with death and, and where it comes from. And, you know, throughout the 19th century, there were quite a few epidemics um, approaching the scale of, of what we have in, in our society now. Even at the end of the 19th century, you have smallpox epidemics and then the spread of scarlet fever and that public health officials were having to sort of deal with this in similar ways that we see in our our current times. I guess that kind of brings me on to my next question which was are there kind of any lessons that we can learn from the past then? I think you know what seems to strike me from thinking about parallels between the Victorian period and and our own are these modern experiences of of anxiety and loneliness that are sort of registered in the in the Victorian texts when you know illness is sort of invading the family but also ways in which the family tried to kind of rally round or how the kind of increase in ideas about community or charity or helping your neighbours, you know, all the things that we've seen so much over the, the last few weeks. I think those ideas also seem to come through quite a lot in Victorian texts. 
the anxieties of illness, but also the ways in which you can try to combat that or how you can try to sort of reinvent the domestic space so that you can manage the disease in particular sort of ways. But also just sort of recognising that it is a, a strange time, you know, and that the Victorians, I think, were very good at sort of recording the the strangeness of, of what they dealt with. And that this is something that we see now, that people are writing about this this strangeness of of what's going on and of of distancing and and quarantining and being separated from others in these kind of quite unnatural ways. You know, we still have those same sort of fears about contagion that the Victorians had. Um, and perhaps we, we sort of just need to just remind ourselves that it is strange and, and overwhelming and this may be the new normal, but it, it's not so normal. Well, thanks, Emma, for joining us on the RA podcast. OK, thanks very much, Lucy. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter for future podcast updates. You can find us at MMU underscore RA. Tune back in soon for more episodes. This episode of the RAW podcast was produced, presented and edited by Lucy Simpson and mixed by Julian Holloway.